morning and welcome to What We Lose in the Shadows, a father-daughter true crime podcast. My name is Jamison Keys. I'm Caroline. Good morning, Caroline. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. You always say good morning like a um, like a newscaster or like a radio personality. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I had a radio show back in college. Oh, yes, you did. Mm-hmm. So, that was yes. only a few years ago. Too. Yeah, that was only a couple years back, right? <laughs> Hey, did you hear about, um, there's a story about this young girl who is actually at a ballet class and, um, she gets the great idea that, you know, my dad's office is not too far away. And so she tries to walk over to his office Mm -hmm. and it's, it's in a large city and unfortunately the little girl disappears. No, I haven't heard about that. That's because that's the subject matter in my new book. And the book is called what? The Vanishing Ballerina. That's right. (laughs) And The Vanishing Ballerina is actually available. Um, it's actually in pre-order right now. So you can go to my website at jamesonkeys.com or you can go to Amazon. You can go to Book Baby and you can pre-order it there or Barnes and Noble and uh, you can order it there. So, but yeah, please, please check it out uh, and look at it and maybe that'll help me uh, get to be a best-selling author. That would be fantastic. And you'll have to read it because it's very good. I think so. But then again, I'm a little partial. <laughs> So, I'm not. <laughs> so The Vanishing Ballerina, available on all the major platforms. Trigger warnings for today are abduction, torture, shooting, fire injury, sexual assault, and murder. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot. So you'll have to tell me about your experience with this, but mm-hmm. one of the worst parts of my mornings are waking up and going to walk through my parking garage. It's only 20 seconds or less to get to my car, but in that time, I feel completely vulnerable. It doesn't help that carjacking has become more frequent in nearly all the states in the United States, Um, but that's not really what scares me. Getting taken is one of my worst fears and is probably a big reason why I'm so intrigued by true crime. Mm -hmm. Uh, I've talked to so many friends and acquaintances who share my fear of getting abducted to or from their car. Like every day, they're just thinking of that in the back of their heads, typically women. And it's why women put keys in between their fingers or carry pepper spray or switchblades. Just hoping that we won't be attacked or abducted. Right. Unfortunately, it happens too often. And today I want to discuss two cases that take place in parking areas. My worst fear. Your worst fear? How do you feel about that? About parking areas? Yeah. Do you get a creep, like a chill? No, I think, I think a lot of men, myself included, um, really didn't think about it. Um, maybe out of, out of, you know, stupidity or whatever, you you tend to think, you know, I'm not terribly vulnerable to that. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. But but no, I really don't walking through a a parking area and so on. I don't, I don't feel at all. It gives me the ick every single time. Yeah. Every single time, like to and from the car, going to work, coming home. Right. You're I'm often, like, oh you're my often God. talking to me at that point. Right? I know. Yeah. <laughs> Which is good and bad, technically. Because like good, because you could hear something, but also bad because they l- see me as distracted. Right. It's right. crazy. So the first case I want to share with you today is one that scared me to my core when I heard it on another podcast. And since hearing it, it's been years, I've been ever vigilant in looking around my surroundings in parking lots or parking garages day or night. In June of 2007, Kelsey Smith was a teenage girl living in Kansas City. She was in a new relationship with a boy, and they were about to celebrate their six-month anniversary. 
She wanted to give him something special. So she went to her local Target to see what kind of gift she could pick up for him. She shopped around for a while, found something that she thought he would like, and she purchased it. And as she did, she called her mother, just letting her know that she was about to be on her way home and to let her boyfriend know that she would be there soon if he showed up to pick her up before she got back. Her boyfriend did show up, and he waited with her parents. And they waited. And they waited. And unfortunately, around that time that her boyfriend was showing up to her house, maybe even a little bit before that, Kelsey was attacked by a man in the parking lot. This is all captured on surveillance footage, and it was overlooked for hours due to the poor quality and how far her car was from the store. He attacked her, pushed her in the car, and drove away within seconds. Her parents and boyfriend all got a horrible feeling after a while and decided to go look for her. They drove over to the parking lot and found nothing. Her car was gone. Kelsey's father, a local police officer, started making calls to see if she was in an accident or if something was going on in the area that may have impacted her. The three of them find Kelsey's car in another parking lot just across the street as they're surveying the area. When they look inside, all of her belongings, including her wallet, was in the car, but no Kelsey. After looking back at the tapes, trying to see if the perpetrator had entered the store at all, they realize he did. Right after Kelsey. Oh no, he was following her even then? Then they started looking at all the frames with Kelsey in it. And sure enough, he was right there in every single one. Mm. Just far enough away that she may not have noticed or thought it was a coincidence. And that makes me feel like, you know, I know a lot of women, myself included, probably brush these things aside. Um, A man seemingly in the same aisle, every single aisle. Right. Um, or giving you creepy smiles or stares in public. But the next time it happens, I want every single one of you to stare directly at him. Mm-hmm. Do not smile. Give them a stare that says, I know you're creeping on me. Mm-hmm. And if they and see if they continue. If they do, ask a manager to walk you out. That's a great idea. Yep. And some most of the managers will in, in locations. If you tell them like, hey, this man is being really creepy. He's following me. And they'll probably give you some sarcastic like, yeah, sure, whatever. But they'll probably walk you. Yeah. If they don't, call a friend to come. Because it's really, this, this shit really happens. And we have to combat it. Right. We yep. have to be able to feel in control of these situations when they happen. And to not give any chance to these creeps to get you alone. You have an open invitation to call me anytime of the day or night to call well, Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm talking to everybody who's listening. Right. It's very important. You recently had that when you had a teaching assignment at, at a local university, right? What? You you were, um, it was late at night, you were, after your assignment, you were walking back to your car and, and uh, uh, someone said, let me walk you to your car. I know. And it creeped me out because it, I didn't know. Him. But you did a smart thing. Do you remember what you did? Yeah, of course. What? It was me who did it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I told one of my other uh, colleagues there like, hey, like this guy's so nice. He's walking to me in my car. Like, so nice to see you. Just like letting them know, like, you know, so if something did happen, he it, would have that memory. Exactly. It's a marker, right? Yep, exactly. It's, it's a marker that, that, it, it, and, and I'm sure this, this fellow had zero intentions. He wanted to make sure you got to the car. Safe, he did. Yeah. I mean, hopefully, but even if he <laughs> That's didn't, what happened, so even if he didn't, that kind of probably would have scared him off. That would scare him off. Go, Ooh, someone else knows now. Yep. I mean, I, that's a brilliant idea. Well, what can I say? 
<laughs> but yes, no, definitely do that too. If someone's around and you kind of know them, even if it feels silly to be like pointing out the obvious, do it because you never know when that may need to be brought up again. Yeah. And, and, and the staring at you is a great thing too. I remember I was coming out of your apartment one time in the big city. Of and, course. And my car was parked out front and it was late, 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 late. Right. And I was uh, making my way to the car and there was a, a, a young lady that was across the street and she had, um, actual, not even headsets. She had a whole, the whole, um, like, a headphones, headphones. She had headphones on and, um, she was just completely oblivious to this guy that was trailing her and kind of looking around it as he was trailing her. And as he got closer, he caught a glimpse of me. And I just, I felt this urge to just stare directly at him and stare and not move and not say anything, but just kind of stare at him. Right. And the skeeviest, scariest part was the more I stared at him, he finally turned right around oh, that's so 180 degrees and walked away. So that is terrifying. Is there any thought in my mind that he had something not good planned? There isn't, you know, I, I just, I just thought, Oh my God, I don't want to, I don't want this to happen. Right. Mm. And the only thing I could do, I didn't want to run across the street or anything, but I did sit there and made him see me and made him see me watching. So sometimes that's it. That's the only thing you can do. Yeah. And I think a lot of times like women are taught kind of to avert your eyes. Right. But in these situations, like you actually have to kind of like play into the weird, like dominant, whatever bullshit, right. you know right. what I mean? Walk on. Yes. And you have to really just like stare hard and and just let them know, like, I see you. Mm -hmm. Like, you're not sneaking slick. up on me. Right. Yeah, exactly. And yeah, very important. So with all of this information, they take a somewhat clear photo of the perpetrator and uh, spread it to the community. Tips flood their line. Over 2000 tips come in that they sift through over the next hours and days. One woman sees the photo and recognizes the man as her neighbor. Oh, shit. Can you imagine the horror of having to turn in your neighbor for kidnapping a teenager? No. Oh, it's so creepy. But finally, they narrow it down to one man, that same man, mm -hmm. Edwin Hall. The police bring him in, take his fingerprints, and compare them to the prints from her abandoned car. They question him. He claims never to have met her until they let him know they found his prints in her car. Oh, wow. After that, he cracks and he starts telling a truly terrifying story that he chose her for no reason other than she was young and he liked her legs. Oh, God. He said that he decided that day he wanted to attack someone and kill them. And so he went to Target and he showed up just a few seconds before she did. And it was all a coincidence. Which mm. terrifying. He followed her around Target, keeping his distance, but pretty, pretty close because they could see him in those frames. Right. And he was just tracking her like an animal. So scary. Then he attacked her when no one was around. And this was in broad daylight. Oh, wow. I'm thinking This was in broad daylight. No, this was at seven and it was summer. This was in June. Wow. So it literally was light outside in a busy parking lot, but there was no one around. Like the parking lot was full of cars, but no one was like in the vicinity. Is that insane? It is insane. So scary. During this time, the family and police were trying to get Verizon to share Kelsey's phone data. Remember, this is 2007. Mm -hmm. So they could locate her 
and her next movements that happened after Target. After a few days, they succeeded and finally received the results. Within 45 minutes later, they found her body in a wooded area near Longview Lake, around 18 miles from where she had been abducted. 18 miles. She had been sexually assaulted, and her cause of death was asphyxia due to strangulation. The state took Hall to court. He pleaded guilty to avoid the death penalty, and he was sentenced to life in prison without parole. He's still in prison, thank God, um, at Hutchinson Correctional Facility in Kansas. Mm. Kelsey's parents were really upset that Verizon wouldn't hand over their daughter's last location to police during the investigation. Um, she, she, Kelsey did die, um, you know, before they even asked right. Verizon. But Verizon and other phone companies say that it's it's a breach of confidentiality on their end. That's why they don't want to do it. Uh, and it's two differing perspectives that can cost police precious investigation times. Right. Kelsey's parents would have been able to know where their daughter's body was a few days earlier had Verizon cooperated with the authorities. So they set out to introduce bills across the United States that require mobile service providers to disclose the location information of a device that called 911 or was in possession of someone in an emergency situation. Many states have adopted this to become law, the Kelsey Smith law. Oh, okay. That's great. The next one that I want to talk to you about is one that happened scarily recently. Um, It was April 16th, 2023. A young woman named Mercedes Vega was walking out of her apartment building into the connected garage in Tempe, Arizona. It was a Sunday at 9 p.m., and the 22-year-old was going to meet up with some friends at a local Dave & Buster's. Two or more people jumped out behind a car and snatched her. The M.E., Medical examiner later describes what they believed is what happened to Mercedes as torture. She was shot, had blunt force trauma to her head, and bleach poured down her throat. Bleach poured down her throat? They were torturing her. Yeah. It's just, it's it's senseless. Like, there was no, yeah. Only had she a, done anything to them? Was it completely no, random? it was completely random. Jeez. At least that's what, no, I'm pretty sure it was random, but we don't know. Wow. Um... Only a few hours later, at 1.30 a.m., Monday morning, the 17th, DPS, the Department of Public Safety, was called by a witness to a fire. It was a car that was on fire and got the attention of some people who called emergency services. The car, which was not Mercedes' car, was on a highway road, Interstate 10, in a city called Tonopah, which is around an hour away from Tempe. That's where they found Mercedes' body, on the back seat. They realized later that she died from smoke inhalation. So she was alive for a horrible beating and set on fire. Oh, my God. It was horrible, and I know. Bleach, that's just it's, awful, I, Yeah, too. I mean, it's just, it's disgusting. It's horrible. They literally tortured her. They found a few pieces of evidence in the car. Bleach, gloves, and lighter fluid, which makes this crime premeditated. For sure. The owner of the car is still a mystery. I guess the VIN number was illegible at that point after it had been on fire. Wow. Later, they found Mercedes' stolen car abandoned outside a restaurant in Tempe, which was an hour away from where her body was found in the other car. Mercedes' mom, stepdad, and countless friends remember her as a light and a kind soul who deserved a longer life than she got. And they want to see justice served to those who took away their daughter and their friend. 
As of this recording, the police have not announced any persons of interest or suspects. So this happened found, last uh, year. So they found no fingerprints, no anything in her car. Nope. Which one of them had to drive, right? Mm-hmm. So, but they wearing did have gloves, gloves in the other one. Yep. So they either were wearing gloves or maybe the police don't have like a match to the fingerprint. Like maybe it's not in the um, system, like their database. Right. So they're waiting for a suspect. I don't know. Are they aware of any other ca- cases with a similar modus operandi in terms of burning and bleaching and they haven't uh they haven't released that information like it wasn't in any sources so i don't think they are wow it's not insane like what that the is. fuck this is terrifying i mean and this just goes to show like both of these young women well one was a teenager and one was a young woman both of these people were just trying to do like everyday things like go to target and go meet up with their friends at nine it wasn't late it was at nine right It's crazy because like, you know, then people tell me like, oh, you're just so paranoid. You know, you're always like looking around or like you're always like so worried about like these things. No one's coming for you. And it's like, that's not how it feels. Right. But that's also not how it feels because like you see all of these stories and it's like when they're random. Right. You don't like, oh, it's so scary. I just it's 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 scary enough to know that carjackings in the United States are astronomically high yeah Mm -hmm. and in every city in every city in every city and not too long ago there was one closer to you yes there was so so it's all around so so i you know being completely unable to function and staying inside all the time is is bad right yeah it's terrible for your mental health right but the other end to be so and completely unaware that things like this are out there is also bad. Yeah. So I think all of us, um, whether we feel like we're in, you know, danger or not. I mean, like I said, I don't, I don't feel particularly vulnerable when I'm walking around because I don't think anyone's going to snatch me, but they could try to steal my car. And the, the statistics I've recently seen is a lot more of the car snatching victims are being shot. Yes. They're not, they don't really even want the car. And, and the, the, the age of the average kidnapper or the carjacker is 15. It's insane. So, so, pe- so they're weird. getting younger and more violent. I just don't understand the whole thing. So, you know, it's, it's up to all of us to remain vigilant, not only just for our own personal protection, but for each other around us, we should be really aware of the, of the surroundings. I totally and agree. And if something looks funky or you see something like that, that guy that was following that girl, mm-hmm. do something. Yeah. I'm not saying that you have to stand up and, you know, try to fight this person, but maybe all it is is for him or her or whomever to be aware that I see you, you know? So maybe that's something we can all do to, you know, and, and you're, you're not wrong to be. No. I don't think you're being paranoid, you know? I mean, paranoia often comes like with reason. Sure. You know what I mean? Like, but the other thing in that situation is going straight to the person and being like, hey, like, I'm pretty sure this man is following you. Right. And then you both look at the man. Right. Like that, that I don't think they would do anything with that. Or alternatively, pull out your phone, pull out your phone and record them. Sure. People say, oh, like, I didn't give my consent to be recorded. If you're in a public space, you're allowed to record anyone. Right. Pull out your phone and record them and then go up to the person and be like, hey, I think this guy's following you <clears throat> on the on the video. They were they were trying to come up with some sort of a, a thing for your phone, like an app that would if you press a button or if the phone was dropped 
dramatically or damaged in such a way, kind of like a, a shock thing on your watch, that it would sound a siren and take pictures of everything around you. I thought that was your friend's thing. Well, I heard that, but I've never seen it, you know, um, I've never seen it used anywhere. I've never mm. seen it. If there is such a thing out there and it is functional, my God, I understand people would want to make a lot of money off of that, but that's something that make available to every woman in the United States. Literally, or everywhere. Just or any anywhere. woman everywhere. Right. Yeah. Because that, that that does so many things. It If there's a siren, if there's a photographic component of it, and, it, and if it dials like the police or dials someone close to you, I, I think that would be the, the invention of the decade. Definitely. Definitely. Maybe the century. Maybe. Like, honestly. But another thing that I do that is perhaps more... <laughs> creepy to some but if i think that someone's like staring at me and i'm alone in public i will literally snap a picture of them and send it to someone and be like hey this yeah. guy i think is actually like staring at me and sometimes the person's like looking at me like i'm crazy and i'm like you make me uncomfortable right. and i do not care i have no shame i'm like no because if something happens then that friend is going to be like actually send me this picture with this guy Right. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, honestly, sometimes it feels weird, but don't second guess yourself. If you think that someone's being creepy, take steps necessary to, you know, make yourself feel more comfortable. Listen, and they may be, it may be completely innocent, but I'd rather, yeah, could I'd, be. I'd rather be embarrassed and say, look, I'm really sorry. Or just don't. Then to not. And yeah. right. Yeah. And if, if a guy comes up to you all angry, just be like, Sorry. Walk away. You don't owe anyone like an intense ep explanation, right. really. Like you're trying to protect yourself. Sure. End of story. Absolutely. <laughs> and you're not going to see that person again. So you know what I mean? Like at least not most likely. Right. Anyways. So those with information about Mercedes case can share anonymously for a cash reward by calling 480 witness or 480 testigo for Spanish. Um, was she, she was Mercedes. Was she sexually assaulted? No. Or uh, they're not that. sure. Yeah. Or they the, haven't released it. So, but the, the, the kind of the, the markers there were, they poured bleach down her throat. They burned her. And what else did they do? I mean, they shot her. They, they shot her. They shot her. They poured bleach down her throat and then they burned blunt her Blunt force trauma the to the head. Yeah. So. And yeah. she was just snatched out of her own apartment garage. Wow. It's terrifying. In Tempe. Arizona. Right. Another alternative way, if you want to um, leave a tip with Maricopa County Police Department, is at 602-876-3855. Follow the show on whatever streaming site you're listening on. And remember, all of the source material will be available in the show notes. And follow us on Instagram at what we lose in the shadows. And let us know if you want to hear a specific case. Or if you just want to give us some feedback. Okay, join us in the shadows next Tuesday. Bye.